Good evening, and welcome to the Rust Belt Clansman Show, right here on White Pride Radio. I am your host, Paul Brown, and I am broadcasting from neath the fiery cross on a hillside in an undisclosed location in the Rust Belt region of America. Here on the Rust Belt Clansman, I start the show with a pro-white commentary piece, and then follow up with some mainstream media news articles, and give you my honest opinion on each one. So let's begin with this evening's commentary. Good evening, and welcome to the Rust Belt Clansman Show, right here on White Pride Radio. I am your host, Paul Brown, and today is Thursday, June 30th, 2022, and it is 7 p.m. here in the Rust Belt. This evening's commentary is titled, Good Queens and Coherence of Moral Relativism. It is a sign of our times that movements have emerged to teach pedophilia in schools and to subject children to drag queen performances. Perversions like this are born of an insidious attitude known as moral relativism. As the term suggests, moral relativism is the belief that morality is subjective rather than objective. That is, What is right and wrong varies from person to person instead of emerging from a fixed universal standard, meaning that there are no ultimate moral truths. Before examining why such a view is incoherent, it is worth considering why ordinary people have been seduced into believing it. There are two major reasons. The first is that because there is a widespread disagreement about matters of right and wrong, morality is assumed to be subjective. The second stems from a pervasive attitude that it is intolerant to uphold a fixed standard of morality. Both reasons are flimsy. Take the first. There is no doubt that across cultures and throughout history, individuals and even societies have differed over what constitutes right and wrong. But that hardly proves that morality is subjective. Consider that nearly every one of us recognizes that slavery is wrong, even though it was widely practiced in the past. But do we regard it as wrong merely because society today tells us that it is? Or do we know that it is wrong instinctively? Put another way, If slavery were reinstituted by popular vote tomorrow, would we accept such an outcome without reservation, or would we recognize that it is an abomination? The simple fact is that we cannot help but know core moral truths, no matter how confused we may believe we are about them, which is why throughout history, while there have been divergencies in practice, there has been deep agreement about morality in principle. Consider murder. 
virtually every society has regarded murder as wrong. Where they have differed, however, is in defining what counts as murder. For instance, various societies of the past believed that killing people outside their clan was perfectly acceptable, but that killing members of their own was not. Of course, today we recognize that killing any innocent person is unacceptable. Thus, the difference between these earlier societies and our own is not in understanding that murder is wrong, but in discerning what constitutes murder. Attentively, consider the abortion debate today. While there is wide agreement that killing an innocent person is wrong, disagreement concerns whether a baby in the womb is in fact a person. Hence, defenders of abortion tend to avoid using words like baby, which evokes personhood, and instead opt to use words like fetal tissue, which do not. The issue, once again, is not whether taking the life of an innocent person is wrong, but about whether is, in fact, what abortion entails. In short, while moral principles have remained remarkably stable throughout human history, it is in applying those principles where differences have emerged. The second reason is no less confused. It maintains that treating morality as objective means judging others by a standard that is arbitrarily devised and that doing so constitutes a form of intolerance. Accordingly, to avoid this, we must regard morality as subjective. Now there is much that could be said in response to this thinking, but the most fundamental problem with it is that it is self-refuting. If intolerance is wrong, but tolerance is right, then tolerance itself must be a moral absolute, meaning that those who proclaim to be relativists are really absolutists after all. Furthermore, as we will see presently, absolutism is this case extends beyond mere tolerance. That is, because the word tolerance carries within it the implicit assumption that there are additional objective moral ends. For example, we are frequently reminded that tolerance is good because it promotes compassion and peace for society. But this means that in addition to tolerance itself, compassion and peace must be objective principles too. Now the point here is not that it is difficult to be a, to be a consistent relativist. Rather, the point is that it is impossible to be one because re relativism is incoherent. If the reader doubts this, simply consider the following question. Is the view that morality is relative, itself relative? If so, then it is not objectively true, which means that it is self-defeating. On the other hand, if it is objectively true that morality is relative, then there is in fact objective truth, the truth that morality is relative, which means that relative, relativism, relativism is false. Yet, despite these blatant contradictions, Relativists persist in believing that relativism is true without recognizing that this belief is self-defeating. What this means is that they never actually eradicate objective principles from their view.
even if they deceive themselves and others into believing that they do. And this brings us to the heart of this problem we face today. Because relativism has been pumped into us for decades, whether explicitly or implicitly in movies, TV shows, schools, books, and news programs. Many have been seduced into believing it often without their explicit awareness, much less with the awareness that it is fundamentally incoherent. Unfortunately, the effect has been to dull our critical thinking and thereby enable noxious ideologies that those that seek to normalize pedophilia and drag queen performances in our education system. The good news, however, is that this movement can be defeated. These movements can be defeated. We simply need to make the case. It starts by exposing relativism as a flim-flam that it is. Not only is it intellectually untenable, but it enthesianizes us from effectively combating the decadent ideas that its advocates inconspicuously tend to import into society. And that is one thing no decent person should tolerate. You sit and watch our country crumble. You complain about where America is headed. You even say that the Republicans are just as bad as the Democrats. You say what America needs is a third political party, one that will work for the people, one that follows God's laws, not man-made-up ones, a government run how our forefathers set up and intended America's government to remain. Have you ever heard of the Knights Party? A legally registered third political party with the goal of political power? It's right here, right now, striving hard to reach its goals. But we need your help. You don't have to join anything if you don't want to, but you could contribute. We don't have major donors like the Republicans and Democrats. No, no Jewish funding. Just good, honest folks like yourself who are fed up with the direction America is heading. Instead of complaining about what's going on, do something. Check out the Knights Party website at www.kkknationaloffice.com. See what we're about, at least. I think you'll find that we're not so far apart on what we all want. The change America needs. The Knights Party is truly America's last hope. Our email address is nationaloffice at thenightsparty.com. Send us an email asking how you can help.
an awesome God he is. Do you attend church? If you don't, you should. But be careful what church you attend, though. Many churches today preach that homosexuality and miscegenation are okay. Are they really? Not according to the Bible, they're not. If you want to hear God's true commands to His chosen people, then listen to the services from the Christian Revival Center in Harrison, Arkansas. Don't live near Harrison? You can still hear them on the Christian Revival Center YouTube channel. Search the Christian Revival Center in Harrison, Arkansas, and it should be right at the top of the list. Tap follow and you'll be alerted every week when the new sermon is posted. What could be better than hearing God's true words right from the comfort of your own living room? Invite Pastor Rob and his family into your home every week. Okay, it's really good to be back here uh, on White Pride Radio uh, on a regular schedule again, Tuesday and Thursdays. Uh, that drove me crazy uh, not being able to go through the news uh, and give my opinion, because uh, anybody that listens to the show knows that I have an opinion uh, on just about everything. And uh, it's just great to be back. Uh, the first article I have now, uh, to go along with the uh, commentary and uh, this uh, sexual deviancy uh, in America, I've got plenty of stories about that. Uh, but this first one uh, I want to go over, uh, it comes from the New York Post. And the headline is, Brown University Mindfulness Course Offered Only to Minority Students. Uh, that's right. Uh, whites aren't allowed in this uh, mindfulness course, apparently. Uh, let's see what this is about. Uh, a new course at Brown University has sparked controversy after it was offered solely to minority students. The teacher training class and mindfulness-based instruction was recently made available only to students who had fight black indigenous, or Latino. Anyone who identifies as uh, uh, BIPOC, uh, persons of color, uh, regardless of their age, or whether or not they are a student at Brown, was allowed to enroll in the online class, which debuted in May. The exclusion of white and Asian students raised the ire of one anonymous Brown student who was turned away from the MBSR program because they didn't identify as BIPOC. Uh, in, May, in a May 13th complaint filed with the Foundation Against Intolerance and Racism, a self-proclaimed civil rights and liberties organization, the student stated that Brown is offering a race-based teacher training program that is only open to certain demographics. Black, Latino, and Indigenous people. Uh, the Wellness Center, where the teacher training course is taught. Uh, the complaint continues. This program will also offer grants to these students to help manage the cost of the program. Financial assistance is not being offered to members of other demographics who may not be able to afford the program either, white and Asian. This results in certain demographics being favored over others, and it is discriminatory. As a student of the program, I find myself being unable to continue my training with this institution, as I refuse to support educational segregation based solely on skin color, as it violates my core principles, 
values and the Buddhist teachings that which this program is based on. Imagine that. Buddhists. Uh, the student calls the program, which is funded by a foundation grant and university's school of public health, a return to educational segregation based on skin color. Uh, you know, uh, I'm all for segregation. I think America needs to segregate. It absolutely does. Um, we'll get uh, finished this story up, and then I'll tell you why America needs to segregate and why it isn't uh, being segregated. Because right here, according to this article, non-whites want to segregate from whites. But there's a stipulation. We'll get to that here uh, in a minute. Uh, Bayon Bartoning, the president and founder of FAIR, called Brown's course discriminatory. In a misguided effort, perhaps, to remedy past injustices, Brown University has decided to discriminate against students solely on the basis of skin color and ethnic background, Bartoning said. Such actions are neither legally nor morally justified, and we urge the university to reconsider its decision. Uh, Christina Hall Paxton has been Brown University's president since March of 2012. Following the complaint, fair attorney Leah Ann O'Neill sent a strongly worded letter to Brown University's president, Christina Hall Paxton, on June 15th, accusing the university of violating Title 11 of the 1964 Civil Rights Act, which states, no person in the United States states shall, on the grounds of race, color, or national origin, be excluded from participation in, be denied the benefits of, or be subjected to discrimination under any program or activity receiving federal financial assistance. Dr. Eric B. Laux, director of Brown University's Mindfulness Center, defended the school's decision to limit the course to people of color, saying, The intent is to reach future teachers, who have a special interest in our history of personal engagement with the experiences of black, indigenous, and Latino, Latino, Latina, Latinx peoples, and others who have been un underrepresented, underrepresented in the mindfulness field. You know, this is a white country. What do these people uh, expect? These people know nothing about our history. Uh, they know how to twist it and bend it to make white people look bad. And this is our damn country. Uh, so, you know, it's ridiculous when these schools uh, will teach and now even exclude white people, white students from certain classes, like the white students aren't good enough. Uh, you know, it's the white students that uh, keep these colleges running. Uh, if it was for uh, non-white students in these colleges, you know, they really wouldn't be colleges. They, they would be like an extension of third grade. Uh, take blacks, for example. Uh, here this says that blacks are allowed in this, and what they're trying to teach is uh, future teachers who have a special interest in or history of personal engagement with the experiences of black, indigenous, and or Latino people. You know, uh, I don't care uh, what experience 
blacks, indigenous, or Latino people have. I could care less. Uh, this is a white Christian country. I don't bother myself uh, worrying about what uh, uh, these non-whites are doing. Uh, it's not my fault they can't keep up with like uh, white academics. That's not my fault, my problem. And, you know, I'm happy with my own culture, my own heritage, my own history, and my own damn white Christian country. These people matter nothing to me. Just like, um, and I always use this for an example, do you think in Africa they educate uh, only white people in the school systems? Do you think in Africa uh, the blacks over there uh, uh, care about us? Of course not. You know, every country in the world, um, well, except the European countries, because all the European countries throughout the world now, the white European countries, are facing the same thing we are here in America, uh, which is white genocide. That's what it boils down to. That may sound like harsh words or uh, something far-fetched, but it definitely is white genocide. Uh, white people are being genocided from the face of the earth. I believe uh, uh, only 7% of the world population, uh, worldwide, is 7%. Now, I believe the last I saw was uh, whites are about 68% here in America, but that's dwindling. Uh, when you see the uh, large turds uh, being grunted from South America, uh, Honduras, Venezuela, and, uh, you know, these scum countries uh, coming here, uh, how long? And, you know, as a white person, when you see this stuff on TV, don't you get it? When you see these hordes of non-white criminals coming here, people that hate you as a white person, doesn't that affect you? Doesn't that bother you? Uh, who in the hell could be sitting watching the TV, watching South America grunt these turds towards uh our southern border, and feel pity for these people. Do you think they pity you? Do you think they're going to pity you when they're murdering you? Or your neighbor? Or your loved one? These people don't pity us at all. Uh, you know, they want us dead. They want our country. Which, this is how stupid they are. You know, uh, they could genocide the white people out of America. They could kill us all off. And you know what they'll have? The same crap whole country that they just left, that they claim that uh, uh, they fled from out of fear. America will just be another third world country. Uh, and you know, th this is what I uh, wanted to get at here. Uh, 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 these courses and the segregation, you see a lot of this happening in schools, uh, universities, uh, even job training uh, places where uh, non-whites exclude whites from certain programs. This is segregation. And you know why they won't call it segregation? It's because they want to segregate. They hate us. They don't want to be around us. They don't want us uh, in their affairs. But what it is, see, they need us. They need our money. They need our intelligence. They need our ingenuity. They need us to support them to survive. That's why these places, uh, that's why uh, if, you know, if white people segregation, 
segregating from the non-whites in this country, which is ridiculous. It's our damn country. We shouldn't have to segregate. Uh, they shouldn't be here. But they know that they couldn't survive without whitey. So, you know, they keep us around. They don't want to call it segregation. They only want uh, what we have. Uh, they don't realize that if whitey isn't here, they'll never have what we have because they're not capable of having what we have. Uh, they're, 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 they're not capable, capable to produce a society as good as what a white society is. And that's proven. You Call it racist. I don't care what you want to call it, but you look at any non-white country in the world, and it's a uh, crap hole. These people are uneducated savages. Uh, they are uncivilized. So, you know, I don't understand it. Uh, uh, they won't actually, they, they don't want to segregate totally. And that's what we need. Because, you know, I think here in America, if we would segregate, I say give the uh, uh, different races, uh, not a lot either, uh, maybe uh, like a state or two. Let them have that. But they are not to cross the borders into other white states. They will get no funding from white states. They would have to govern themselves, produce for themselves, and survive on their own ingenuity. Guess what? You'd have little Venezuelas and little Hondurases and little African jungles uh, states uh, in America. Uh, you know, just like the blacks uh, crying oppression all the time. Good Lord, you watch any sport on TV, they, they, uh, they take over uh, American sports, making millions of dollars to go out and play a, a game. Uh, they're not educated. They can play the game, but they're not educated over, like, probably the third grade. Uh, you know, you, you see the sportscasters interviewing these people, and uh, a doorknob uh, has more intelligence than these people. They can't even put a sentence together. They're making millions of dollars to play a game. Uh, you call that oppressed? I guess Oprah Winfrey's oppressed. Uh, I can't think of some of the other... Uh, black uh, talk show well Whoopi Goldberg she made millions in movies makes millions to set uh, on the view uh, giving her political points that nobody cares about uh, Montel Williams was another one I was thinking of oh, there was a, a black talk show host made millions the movie stars that make millions the black movie stars, the rappers See, these, these people, they know they're not oppressed. They know that there's not racism in America. This is just trying to, uh, a meal ticket, ride the, sh uh, the coattails of uh, white people. And, you know, uh, if you want to really get down to who causes this, uh, it's the Jews that put this into uh, uh, these non-white heads these non-white minds that they're oppressed and uh, they deserve money for slave ancestors. Uh, you know, you, don't, you never hear anything about uh, uh, reparations for uh, the Irish people that are here that uh, they're, uh, my ancestors were slaves here too. You don't, you don't hear talking uh, reparations 
for them, you know what it is, white people are more intelligent. You know, the Jew has to pick the dumbest people to try to manipulate things the way the Jew wants to manipulate uh, America. That's why they picked the black race. Because uh, an average IQ of 70. They're easily fooled. Uh, they believe everything they're told. You know, you, you have these uh, 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 blacks claiming to be oppressed, uh, that uh, mop head uh, that started the taking a knee uh, football, I can't remember his uh, name, uh, I don't even care what his name is, but he, I'm sure everybody knows who I'm talking about, uh, the very first one that took a knee, uh, has a mop on his head, his big afro, uh, he believes he's oppressed. He believes that, uh, I believe he actually started uh, taking a knee because of uh, what they, they claim is uh, uh, police violence against black people. Now listen, you've all seen the videos of these people, uh, you know, they go out and burn cities for uh, some black guy that wrestled with a cop, uh, tried to steal his taser, shot at him maybe, tried to run him over. And, uh, you know, the officer has no choice but to, to shoot and kill these people. Well, right away, it's a crime. Hey, listen, it's not Whitey's fault that these people are stupid. It's not Whitey's fault. We don't make them not uh, obey the commands of law for, uh, enforcement. We don't do that. Uh, they put themselves in the, uh, uh, the positions that they're in. Uh, you know, my parents growing up, um, you know, if, if I did something uh, that wasn't right and it affected me negatively, you know, my parents didn't try to erase that. They told me, uh, uh, now this is family-friendly radio, but they told me, you know, uh, you crapped in your bed, now you lay in it. This is how you learn. You know, this is how uh, uh, you learn from mistakes and better yourself as a person. These non-white people, they can't do that. They're not smart enough. They, they don't learn. They can't follow orders from law enforcement. Uh, the first reaction is to uh, go nuts and burn cities and loot stores and uh, be out in the streets robbing, raping, selling drugs. This is what they do. This isn't our culture. Then you have a college catering <coughs> to these people, saying these, uh, these will be uh, future teachers. You tell me how somebody that uh, uh, has the wrong impression of America's history is going to teach anybody anything. These people can't be taught themselves. They're foolish. Uh, but anyhow, that's why uh, we're not in, like, uh, uh, these non-white people in America would be up in arms if Whitey said, okay, we're going to segregate. And we should. We definitely should. Can you imagine how nice the white areas would be in America? without the non-whites in it? You know, it gives us statistics almost probably on every show, but we have 13% of uh, our population that causes over 50% of our crimes. That's the blacks. Could you imagine if we just segregated from them? And, plus two, there is more black-on-black -black crime than white-on-black, law enforcement-on-black, other non-whites-on-black combined. There's still more black-on-black -black crime. And... If we segregated from them, you know, pretty soon uh, 
they would extinct themselves. They would have each other killed off. Uh, you know, black people, most of them, don't even realize that law enforcement is the only thing that keeps them sucking air. And it's true. Uh, the end of the story here, Brown has since changed its policy to allow all students, not just minority students, to enroll in the class when it resumes in August. Upon further review of our early promotional materials for the program, we realigned them to reflect the program's inclusive nature, while still meeting the goal of addressing the needs, life experiences, and priorities of marginalized communities, Locks told the Post. Addressing the needs and life experiences and priorities of non-whites in a white Christian country. Their priority should be to follow the laws of, of our country. Uh, who cares about their life experiences? You know, if I went to Africa and lived, I wouldn't be treated as well as the blacks in Africa. Uh, if we went to one of the crap hole South American countries, we wouldn't be treated as well as uh, the non-whites in their own countries. Uh, you can't expect to go to a uh, white Christian country as a non-white, uh, and here Buddhist, and be treated equal. Uh, you know, the only, as far as I'm concerned, the only religion that should be allowed in uh, America it's the Christian religion. We are we were founded uh, by white Christians. Our nation was built as a white Christian nation, and that's the way it should remain. You know, we don't go to other countries and try to change. We don't go to non-white countries and try to change uh, how they live. But here in America, uh, our own white Christian country, uh, we are told that we have to change to accommodate uh, these people that don't belong here. Oh, let's see. Okay, here, uh, since we're talking about uh, minorities and criminals and uh, things like that, this article comes from CBS News. The headline to this is, Capital Murder Suspect Released from Jail on the Run After Cutting Off elect Electronic Leg Monitor. Now, wait a minute. Just listen to that headline. A capital murder suspect was left out of jail on an ankle bracelet. What did they... And it, black. Uh, this is a black. Uh, black. What did they think that somebody that was uh, uh, a murder suspect, a capital murder suspect, what did they think he was going to do when he was released with an ankle monitor? Set at home and wait for trial to go to prison? Or possibly get the death penalty? Come on now, get real. You can't tell me our judicial system didn't know uh, uh, that this non-white was going to run. Uh, a capital murder suspect from Dallas is on the loose Wednesday after he was released from jail and cut off his electric electronic leg monitor within hours. Within hours. You know, that, that had to have been his plan. You know, like I said, a capital murder uh, suspect, that had, that was his plan. Now, you tell me uh, how 
our judicial system would allow somebody, a capital murder suspect, and I always thought, uh, maybe that's not uh, in all states, but I always thought a murder suspect was a no-bail uh, uh, holding in jail. They, there was no bail on murder, let alone get, get released on an ankle monitor. Uh, it's led to an urgent fugitive search and raises more questions about the state of our criminal justice system that some people say is too lenient on violent offenders. Uh, it most certainly is too lenient on violent offenders. And you know what, though? They're only lenient with the non-white ones. You know, doesn't that kind of make you think there's a plan? Just like with the COVID. Uh, uh, when COVID uh, first hit this Chinese flu, and they were le releasing people from prisons uh, early, and some just being released because of the chi because of the flu, because the flu was here, the Chinese flu, and you know most of the inmates that were were released were violent, non-white inmates. You know they weren't releasing people that maybe had too many traffic tickets or uh, uh, you know minor offenses. They were leaving out non-white hardened criminals. And, uh, you know, I often said law enforcement in America doesn't need defunded. Our judicial system needs a good sweeping out, uh, a real good one. Uh, you know, they, they do this type of thing uh, to cater to the non-white uh, because the non-whites uh, complain that uh, there are more of them in our prison system then there are white people. Well, when you have 13% of your population committing over 50% of your crime, I think I just said this on the last show, then you should expect at least 50% of your jail systems are going to be black. Then when you add in the other non-white uh, uh, criminals, uh, uh, sex traffickers, uh, gangs, MS-13, and I, I can't even remember. I can't even keep track. You know, at one time in America... Uh, when I was growing up and you heard the word gang, you you thought of the Bloods and the Crips right away. They were uh, the two biggest black gangs in America. Uh, now you hear of new gangs popping up uh, everywhere, uh, gangs that you've never heard of before. You don't even really hear about the Bloods and the Crips anymore. Uh, this influx, is this uh, uh, multiculturalism uh, has brought degenerates from every culture, from every race. Uh, you know, America had its own problem, I'm sure. Uh, you know, before we had this big influx of these uh, South Americans and other non-white countries, America already had its problems uh, with the black people. You know, letting these other third world country people in only compounded our problems. Uh, which is the agenda. Uh, white genocide. Uh, that should be plain. That should be plain for anybody to see. Now, look at the... Uh, uh, I was just showing a family member the other day. It was an article I saw online. Uh, and it showed this... Uh, 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 oh, I can think of uh, convoy. That's not what I mean. Uh, uh, th this group of uh, immigrants from South America coming. Uh, it looked miles long and like football field wide. 
coming here, and I had showed that to my family member. I said, this is on a daily basis. I said, you know, you hear this stuff, and you see it on TV about uh, uh, immigration here, illegal immigration, and I, you know, I don't even think, uh, legally, legal immigration, we don't need these scumbags. So, you know, I'm not even saying that they should apply uh, legally to come here. Um, they should just leave. They should not be left in, legally or illegally. And uh, I told this family member, I said, how long do you think this will be, stay a, a white country? Uh, you know, you hear them talk about uh, all these immigrants and stuff, and it's not really not put into perspective until you see these people coming. Uh, that puts it into perspective real quick. Uh, the story here about this uh, black criminal wanted for capital murder uh, suspect uh, being released from jail on an ankle monitor. Uh, a man believed to be involved in the killing of a Dallas restaurant owner has been awaiting trial for nearly three years. Last week, he was released from jail after he had his bond lowered to just $1,000 and was fitted with an ankle monitor. A thousand dollar bond on a capital murder suspect. You know, the uh, peaceful protesters, uh, many of which are still sitting uh, in jail uh, over the January 6th uh, protest, can't get bail. Uh, many of them are in solitary confinement. Uh, that they don't even get to talk to anyone, still sitting there. And here you have a black capital murder suspect gets a $1,000 bond and released on an ankle monitor. That must be some of that white privilege I hear so much about. Uh, within hours, he got it off and remains on the run. Court documents obtained by CBS 11 News reveal that James William Moore is accused of acting as a good eye and then becoming the getaway driver during the September 2019 robbery murder at Cafe Delicious on South Lamar in Dallas. Restaurant owner Brian Harp Sr. was shot and killed while shielding one of his employees after a group of four men with a gun entered and opened fire. See, and the government tells you you don't need AR-15s. You don't need assault rifles. Just think maybe if this owner had an assault rifle, because here there was four people, a group of four men entered and opened fire. So here was an owner, if he would have had an assault weapon, if that's what they want to call that, he might still well be alive today. Uh, this man was even shielding one of his employees. Imagine if there would have been other armed, uh, law-abiding citizens in there when these uh, thugs uh, entered and opened fire. That could have been brought to an end real quick, and probably with no loss of life uh, to the restaurant employees, patrons, uh, and uh, this owner. This is why an armed society is a safe society. You know, when our guns are taking away, taken away, uh, or the government actually thinks they're going to come around and take them away, uh, this will be the only people that have weapons. We will be sitting ducks. Uh, you know, it will be like executions. 
in America because only the thugs, only the criminals will have weapons. Uh, the story continues here. I feel really bad about it because he was a friend of mine, said Glenn uh, Laramore, a friend of the victim. I consider him a friend if I felt like he deserved better than that. Uh, Lamore knew the victim and was relieved to see arrests made. But now, Moore, one of the accused awaiting trial, has escaped after getting his bond lowered last week from, get this, from a half a million dollars, from $500,000 to just a thousand. A black can have his half a million bond reduced to a thousand, you know, uh, probably, uh, probably only needed about 10% of that. He probably walked for a hundred dollars. Even a thousand, I mean, uh, it's nothing. But I know a lot of bonds, uh, uh, 10% is common that you need for uh, the bond. Uh, he was released on June 17th from the Dallas County Jail. Uh, documents say on 6-18-2022, at 1.21 a.m., uh, Tamper alerted Alert registered from the defendant's GPS monitoring device indicating that the monitor may have been removed from his leg without authorization. All attempts to contact the defendant have been unsuccessful. As of this writing, the defendant's whereabouts are unknown. Now, who in their right minds? All attempts to contact the defendant went unanswered. Do they think they're going to call him after he cut his ankle monitor off? and was involved in a capital murder case, that he's going to answer the phone? <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> All attempts to contact the defendant have been unsuccessful. Uh, the Dallas Police Association says it's another example of a disturbing pattern in the court system. They know good and well they're going to make that $1,000 bond. They know good and well they are going to get home and reoffend, but they don't care about the families that are wrecked, that don't care about the victims, Sergeant Michael Matta with the Dallas Police Association said. Records also show that Moore wasn't even, that uh, Moore wasn't even uh, that his assigned residence when he took off the monitor. A motion has been filed to revoke his bond calling more a threat to the peace and safety of the community. Revoke his bond. Well, that'll help. You know, this dumb nuts is out probably killing people right now. They'll show him. They'll revoke his bond. And now, all of a sudden, since they screwed up and left him out on a $1,000 bond, now he's considered a threat to the peace and safety of the community. He was a threat to the peace and safety of the community, before he was left out on a $1,000 bond. You know, uh, because he cut his monitor off, that doesn't make him a threat to the peace and safety of the community. He's a capital murder suspect. That's what made him a threat. But now, since they screwed up, now they'll, they'll revoke his bond, and now he's a threat to the peace and safety of the com uh, community. Boy, that'll show him. He'll learn his lesson now, by God. Uh, now now you're a threat. Uh, if you're listening to this, Mr. Moore, uh, your bond is being revoked, and now you're a threat to society.
I just want you to know that. We'll show you. <laughs> Idiots! Now the story continues here. We tried to get answers about why a man accused of the most serious violent crime would have his bond reduced so dramatically and be given house arrest. The bond was lowered to $1,000 in the court of the 194th District Judge, Ernest White, whose office did not respond to our messages. See there? Now, you know when I tell people uh, to resist, that things have to be uh, changed. We cannot tolerate this in our white, civilized Christian country. And I always tell my listeners, I do not con condone vigilante violence. I do not condone uh, violence. Here, I said, use your voice. Your voice is a powerful tool to make change. Maybe if this district judge, Ernest White, if his office was flooded with emails as to why or what made him release a capital murder suspect on bond, a $1,000 bond, uh, where his head was. What the purpose and what was the reasoning of that? Now, I always said, uh, when, you, uh, to, when you flood these places like that, don't use uh, uh, racial epithets. Uh, don't uh, uh, talk about violence. Show yourself as a concerned, intelligent citizen. That's how you'll make change. Because when these people see that the intelligent white population of America is fed up, they will change. They will make change. But this has to happen constantly. When you see stories like this, and you see who caused this? Like here this says, District Judge Ernest White. So you know who did it. You contact these people and let your voice be heard in an intelligent manner. Uh, you know, if you send something with racial epithets or uh, uh, curse words and show yourself as uh, not intelligent, you know, that they will delete that email. That won't even bother them. Uh, they'll just call you an idiot and uh, uh, an imbecile. And, uh, you know, just it'll be ignored. But when these people start seeing that uh, concerned white intelligent citizens are fed up and we want answers to these actions, they'll change. Now, I say this all the time every time something like this happens, if it's something in a school system uh, over uh, uh, the homosexual agenda or they are caught teaching critical race theory, and you know what school system it is. Uh, you, I, I said on the show, flood the school system with emails. Let your voice be heard. Now, I don't know how many people uh, that listen to the show actually do this, but this is what needs done. This will work. Uh, the end of the story here, the Dallas County District Attorney's Office declined to answer questions saying, we have no comment as this is a pending case. I just hope they get him back in custody, Lara Moore said. I don't feel like he needs to be out there. I don't feel like you should 
like you should, I got out on no monitor. Uh, a law enforcement officer who spoke with the CBS 11 describes more as dangerous as hell. Law enforcement describes this person, this more, dangerous as hell. See, you could start your email out like that to uh, uh, District Judge Ernest White. Just say, uh, you know, how was this more released on a $1,000 bond on an ankle monitor? What made you think that he wouldn't run as a capital murder suspect? Uh, how much security and what made you feel that an ankle monitor would be sufficient to hold a capital murder suspect? Uh, just ask. I would like to know what your reasoning behind this was. Be intelligent. You know, you'll back this uh, a judge into a corner to where he won't have an answer. <clears throat> you know, there is no way this judge could come up with an answer that seemed intelligent if you ask that question. What was your reasoning? What made you think an ankle monitor would secure a capital murder uh, uh capital murder suspect because there is no answer uh, this district judge Ernest White is probably also black this is why I say in a white country only whites should have any type of authority uh, figure judges should be white politicians should be white teachers should be white Anybody that has a job that deals with uh, America's children should be white. Politicians should be white because we need uh, white man's laws in a white Christian country. Because not only white, our politicians should be Christians. Uh, and I mean uh, uh, not Judeo-Christians that believe homosexuality is okay, or believe that uh, um, miscegenation, race mixing, believe uh, they believe that is okay, uh, because that's not Christian beliefs. Uh, you know, today, Christian beliefs, many people are fooled into thinking, uh, because your preacher will perform gay marriages, or he allows non-whites to attend his services, you think he's the coolest guy in the world. This preacher is leading you on the path to hell is what he is doing. Because um, miscegenation and homosexuality are the two biggest sins spoken of in the Bible. There's many, but those are the two biggest. And, uh, you know, uh, so many so-called uh, preachers today and churches tolerate it. They're, they're okay with it. Uh, the, hell, some of them will even marry to uh, lesbians or two queers. You know, you don't have to know your Bible very good to know that that is a sin. God isn't with these preachers that allow this. He is. God is as far away from these preachers today that allow this and tolerate this as one could be. You know, I used to think uh, 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 the one Bible verse uh, 
it is the something about it is it's easier to fit through the eye of a needle. Oh wait. Something about the eye of a needle and a camel, uh, but it would be easier to do that than it is to enter the gates of heaven. I don't know if it's fit fit a camel through the eye of a needle. Uh, my mind drew a blank. Uh, like I said, I'm not a Bible scholar, but I don't have to be a Bible scholar uh, to understand right from wrong in the Bible. But I used to think, wow be easier to get a camel through the eye of a needle than it is to go to heaven or there ain't going to be too many people there all these uh, supposedly godly people I mean I was naive to think you know the people that went to church it didn't matter what church they went to as long as they were godly uh, you know that it, it was okay and I used to wonder well why would it be easier to fit a camel through the eye of a needle than it is to enter the gates of heaven I know in my hometown there's probably a dozen churches. And I couldn't figure that out until uh, I studied uh, Christian identity teachings. And then it, it becomes very clear how most of uh, people that consider themselves Christians aren't Christians at all. Uh, they are fooled by these people uh, that claim uh, they are giving you the word of God because they're not. So, you know, after I uh, studied Christian identity, and it made sense, it makes perfect sense, then I can see, you know, how it would be easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than to enter the gates of heaven because so many people today that consider themselves Christians aren't. Uh, and it's the the church leaders' faults for deceiving the people. You know, uh, probably most people want to do right by God. They they do. They honestly do. But they are deceived when they put their faith in an ungodly man that's teaching them wrong teachings. Uh, it, it's. I'll tell you what, um, think about the, the religion or the church that you attend. I'll tell you, um, uh, Pastor Thomas Robb, uh, he is the pastor uh, of the Christian Revival Center in Harrison, Arkansas. He's also the uh, national director uh, of the Knights Party of the Ku Klux Klan. And he had said one time that... Uh, you know, if you want to pick a church or pick a preacher, before you pick that place, pull that preacher to the side and ask him what he believes uh, about homosexuality. And Pastor Rob said, more than likely, he will tell you uh, that it is wrong, that it's a sin. And if you ask about miscegenation, you know, not too many people, because uh, the way the Jew twisted the Bible... Uh, and its meanings and stuff, a lot of people don't realize that miscegenation and race mixing is a sin. But it, it, So, you know, most of your preachers aren't going to know this just because they were never taught this, thanks to the Jew twisting uh, the Bible to meet their purposes. 
But a preacher may tell you, you know, uh, he doesn't believe in homosexuality, it's wrong. Ask that preacher if he will do a sermon against homosexuality the following Sunday. That same preacher that tells you that uh, it is a sin and he doesn't believe in it won't preach against it in front of his congregation. That's a few less shekels in the collection plate. Uh, so, you know, that that's uh, uh, very wise advice from uh, Pastor Thomas Robb. Uh, actually, uh, I ran the uh, commercial for the Christian Revival Center. I was going to say, I'm going to... Uh, uh, do a plug here for the uh, Christian Revival Center uh, there in Harrison, Arkansas, uh, Pastor Thomas Robb. Uh, every Sunday, uh, you know, everybody I'm sure doesn't live in Harrison, Arkansas, uh, that listens to the show. But you can hear the sermons. Uh, if you're, you happen to be in uh, the Harrison, Arkansas area or passing through uh, some Sunday, uh, the service is held uh, at 11 a.m. Central Time uh, every Sunday. Uh, there is fellowship uh, before the sermon, uh, a, a group of great people uh, attending, and uh, Pastor Thomas Robb will teach you the true teachings uh, of the Bible. Now, like I said, everybody can't go to uh, Harrison uh, every Sunday to catch the sermon, but what you can do is uh, the Christian Revival Center uh, YouTube channel. Uh, the Sunday sermon is usually posted between Monday and Wednesday uh, after the service. If you go to YouTube and uh, look up the Christian Revival Center, and look it up under the Christian Revival Center in Harrison, Arkansas, uh, it should be the top uh, thing that pops up there. Uh, archived sermons are there now. You could, uh, uh, you could listen to a sermon this evening here uh, after the show. Uh, what better thing to do? Uh, uh, get your news, see all this filth that's happening uh, in America, all these things that are uh, against God's Word. What better thing to do after listening to this evening's show, or any of uh, the shows, Tuesday or Thursday shows, catch a sermon. Now, there's a ton there now you can hear. Uh So, uh, check that out. Uh, uh, go to YouTube. And type in Christian Revival Center in Harrison, Arkansas. And uh, uh, hear what uh, Pastor Thomas Robb has to say. Uh, you know, uh, I studied Christian identity. Nobody made me study Christian identity. Nobody said, uh, well, you know, uh, if you want to be a Klansman, you have to do this. Uh, or you have to believe this. You know, you, nobody is coerced into doing anything. But I studied uh, and looked into uh, Christian identity on my own. I did get advice from one guy that told me because I, you know, I, I told the guy I said, you know, I read the Bible from cover to cover several times, and you know, I just can't make uh, the link. You know, everything just didn't uh, come together as one story. I mean, you know, there are many stories of the Bible, but I just couldn't uh, put put it all together to see the big message, the big picture. And uh, this gentleman told me, he said, read the Bible as if God is talking to you. Because I believe that the Israelites uh, spoken of in the Bible are our uh, ancestors. They were white. We are uh, 
the Israelites spoken of in the Bible are our white ancestors. He said, when you read the Bible, read it as you know that the Israelites spoken of are you. They are your blood. They are your white blood. These, these are your people. This is where you come from. And he said the Bible will make perfect sense. Because the Bible is a book of race. The white race. It is about the white race from cover to cover. And when you read the Bible and you read about the Israelites and their struggles and their punishments when they went against God's word, these are your white ancestors. And you know what? The Bible made perfect sense. Now, like I said, I'm not a Bible scholar, but I don't have to be a scholar to learn from, from, from the Bible. Uh, you know, uh, a Bible being a Bible scholar wasn't my calling. Uh, that, uh, you know, I guess, you know, God uh, didn't have that uh, calling for me. Uh, he had other things. You know, uh, I, I honestly believe that God has a calling for each and every person. He will bring out your talents for you to use to spread his message. Um, I believe one of mine is uh, the show here. Uh, going through uh, news articles and pulling out the, the BS and what is actually happening to God's chosen people here in America. Us, the white race. Uh, you know, when I uh, do the show here, I talk about this, uh, I like the, the school segregating where whites aren't allowed. I'm pretty much saying that God's people, God's chosen people, are excluded from these things. You know, it goes deeper. Uh, uh, you know, when I say I have a, a love of my God and a love of my race, uh, I actually mean it. It's not like a racist white power uh, type of thing when I say that. Uh, it is more of a um, religious angle when I talk about uh, the love of my God and the love of my race because um, we as whites are God's chosen people. Whether you know that or you believe that, uh, that's your choice. But that's my angle. Uh, when I do the news here, uh, I believe my calling is to uh, try to wake up God's chosen people as to what's happening uh, to America. I believe America to be our uh, God-given inheritance to us from God, to his chosen people, the white race. And, you know, uh, I've said it on the show before, and people probably... Uh, maybe we're thinking, well, what's he talking about America's white people's inheritance uh, from God? Um, America is our God-given inheritance. Now, you know, uh, uh, every one of us has had parents, and, you know, uh, it is a fact of life that uh, people pass away. And uh, your uh, family, uh, your mom and dad may leave you an inheritance. Uh, anybody, I'm sure there's listeners that have received an inheritance. Do you take that inheritance that was given to you uh, by a family member? Do you just squalor that, uh, throw it away, let somebody take it? Of course not. You guard an inheritance uh, 
you know, uh, even if it is uh, mementos, so to say, memories uh, of someone, uh, I actually have a um, an arm ring uh, that was my dad's. Uh, it's not an expensive uh, ring. It's not worth uh, hundreds of dollars. But it is worth the world to me because it was my father's. Uh, it bears his name on the inside. Uh, it bears the uh, a slogan, to this we will defend. And, uh, you know, the, uh, it, just knowing that that was on my dad's finger and uh, a proud veteran uh, that he was, that means the world to me. I would not let someone take that from me. So, you know, why would I let someone try to take an inheritance I received from God himself? Uh, and that's, you know, pretty much what uh, uh, is happening. Uh, you know, I, I can't imagine that God is very happy seeing his chosen people uh, squander, squallowing, or however you want to say that, uh, wasting uh, uh, his inheritance to us. Uh, that you know that that just can't uh, make him very happy. Uh, I had a lot more uh, articles to go over, but uh, I am running out of time here. Uh, I'm trying to keep the show to uh, <laughs> the plan is uh, an hour, no longer than an hour, but uh, that usually gets uh, shot down. We're about an hour and fifteen minutes into the show here. It's about eight fifteen. Uh, so I'm going to close out this evening's show. Uh, but think about that and uh, uh, look into our Christian identity. Uh, you know, uh, and I'm sure as soon as you Google that, it's going to tell you uh, this is a racist religion. Well, you know what? In, in, in all honesty, it is. Because it is about God's chosen people. The white race. The, the Bible is a book of race. The white race. It was written about us. And for us, uh, you know, uh, when you buy a car, you get a uh, owner's manual uh, in the glove box. Uh, the Bible is our owner's manual of the white race. This tells us how we are to conduct ourselves. Uh, and, you know, the Bible gets into many subjects that people uh, uh, may not realize. Uh, just about any problem you are having or experiencing, you can find a solution uh, in the Bible, it may not be the solution you want. It, you know, it may not be the solution you want to hear, but it's there. Uh, you know, so many people uh, they'll they they only pray to God when they need something, or they want something. Uh, you can pray all you want for a million dollars because you want to easy, live an easy life. You're not going to get that million dollars. Uh, you may. Uh, uh, pray for the life of someone, uh, for God to save them. That may not happen. But because you don't know uh, God's purpose. I do promise you this, you will find comfort in the Bible. You will find comfort in God's words. Uh, uh, you know, I've been through uh, a lot uh, in my life, uh, a lot. And you know what? Uh, the Bible says that God will never give you more than you can handle. And there was times in my life that I was rock bottom uh, to where I didn't think 
uh, things could get worse. I mean lower than low. But you know what? I had my faith. I had my beliefs. I believed God would not give me more than I can handle. And you know what? He didn't. I'm here today. I'm better than what I was. Um, you know. So anyhow, uh, this is the end of the show here. It kind of went from news to, uh, uh, I won't say a sermon, because like I said, uh, I am not a Bible scholar. I am not qualified uh, to preach the Word to anybody. Uh, but I can uh, say what I've learned and, uh, uh, you know, uh, my beliefs. Uh, I will be back here uh, next Tuesday on July 5th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time right here on White Pride Radio with a new The Rust Belt Klansman show. I hope you enjoyed this uh, show, and I hope you uh, tune in uh, Tuesday, July 5th, uh, for the next show. Uh, look me up on Facebook and VK. Well, pretty much uh, VK. Uh, I am undercover. I'm under <laughs> deep cover on Facebook. Uh, if you're new to listening to the show, uh, I was banned permanently for life uh, three times on Facebook within three weeks, maybe a month. Uh, but three, uh, I'm not talking 30 days in Facebook jail. I'm talking gone completely, uh, booted, uh, never to return. So Zuckerberg thought. Uh, each time I was booted, banned for life, within an hour and a half I was back. I would take a little bit of time, they would find me, uh, and I would get booted again. Uh, but actually, I have two profiles now on Facebook, none of them uh, in my name, uh, none of them that uh, 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 even associates uh, me with anybody. Uh, there's absolutely no posts there. Uh, but I just get a satisfaction out of uh, knowing that, uh, you know, you uh, Zuckerberg may boot me from Facebook, but I'm coming back. I'll come back each time. Uh, I said this before, as I was being booted uh, week after week. Uh, we'll play this game as many times as you want to play it, Zuckerberg. I only come back out of spite. I could care less about Facebook. Now, I, I have friends on Facebook, but the friends I have... Uh, uh, I know them. Uh, they have my personal information. We don't have to just get on Facebook to chat. Uh, I know these people. They have my phone number. They have my email address. They know how to get a hold of me. So uh, that's why I say I don't need Facebook. I can't use Facebook. I can't post anything on Facebook. Now, it's party related. I can't even post anything uh, Christian uh, related. I can't post anything. I can't even post news articles from Alt-Right TV. Uh, no kidding. The news that you see here on Alt-Right TV, I've tried to post it. I get 30-day uh, uh, restrictions. That's how it started. Then it went from 30-day restrictions every time I would come back and uh, post some, you know, some more articles from Alt-Right. I guess the connection was made. Uh, so then it was just permanent bans, forever, done, kaput. Beat it. Kick rocks. Uh, so now I have absolutely nothing on my profile. No posts. But I'm there. I'm there twice. How's that, uh, Zuckerberg? I'm there twice. Uh, one of these days, I may, I may get a wild hair up my behind and uh, flood one of my profiles on there with nothing but nice party-related stuff, Christian stuff, news, uh, talk about the degenerates, 
uh, in America and let them shut that down. And the next day I'll get on there on another profile and do it again just for the fun of it. Uh, so uh, I'm not, uh, don't even bother uh, with Facebook. Uh, Facebook is a joke, but you can look me up on uh, VK. VK is the Russian version of Facebook, and ironically, you can put uh, anything you wish to put on Facebook. Uh, I started a little thing uh, on Facebook, uh, uh, just just experience. It says, meet Toby. <laughs> meet Toby. That's how this starts. Uh, and there's a picture there of a uh, uh, not-so-intelligent uh, black person. And it's Meet Toby. And then it gives, like, a stereotype of the black race. So, you know, it's a, a comedy thing. Uh, so check that out. And, you know, I can put that on VK. You know, that wouldn't have lasted uh, five seconds on Facebook. So uh, check out VK. It's in the Google Play Store. Uh, download VK and uh, uh, look me up. I'm under my name, Paul Brown. Uh, if you can't find me, uh, it is a profile picture of myself. Uh, underneath in the bio, it says uh, Knights Party National Office Administration. Uh, that's me. Uh, shoot me a friend request. If you can't find me, uh, the email I'm going to give you here to the show and the phone number to the show, contact me. And uh, I'll, s I'll send you the uh, uh, ID link for me on a VK because uh, that's where I do my advertising, uh, Knights Party-related uh, things. Uh, you know, I really don't get on VK to uh, chit-chat. Uh, I use it as a uh, advertising platform. That's what I was using uh, Facebook for. And, it, you know, it worked for a little while, but it uh, didn't last long. Uh, but, you know, if you want to see the ads of the different things that the Knights Party is involved in and uh, uh, what we do and what we stand for, uh, get on VK and check out my page. Uh, every day there is uh, uh, rotated uh, ads uh, there. Uh, I advertise the show uh, on there. Uh, so check it out. Look me up on VK. Uh, if you can't find me, and I told you, uh, email me, email the show here. Uh, and uh, I can send you the ID link, or you can call the show. Uh, to email the show, it is a new email address. Uh, this is simple. Uh, it is heyrustbeltclansman at mail.com. It's all lowercase letters. Heyrustbeltclansman at mail.com. Uh, send me news articles, thoughts, suggestions. Uh, something you want to get off your chest, something maybe you'd like to hear me discuss on the show, uh, send it to me. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, you want the ID link? Uh, shoot an email to the show here, and I'll send you a uh, return in an email my ID link uh, so you can find me. You can also call the show at area code 412-254-6226. Uh, leave a voice message or a text. You can text that number. Uh, unfortunately, and I tell every, I say this at the end of every show. Unfortunately, I don't have time to uh, uh, answer the phone. Uh, I won't be answering it, so don't be afraid to call. Don't be afraid to text. Uh, uh, text me uh, whatever you have, or leave a voicemail. Tell me you like the show. Tell me you hate the show. Uh, whatever you have. Now, if you do leave a voice message, or you do send a text uh, or an email that uh, uh, is something that needs addressed, uh, like a question, I absolutely will answer you. 
Um, I, I read every email. I listen to every voice message, and I read every text. Uh, I appreciate your input. Uh, so uh, utilize uh, 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 talking uh, to, to the show. Uh, uh, show some support for the show. Uh, I only do the show um, because I have uh, listeners, and uh, the show uh, is turning out uh, quite well. I'm really, really pleased uh, uh, with this show. Uh, and I do this show for you guys. Uh, I enjoy doing it, and uh, I enjoy um, giving my opinion uh, to maybe people that are on the fence. That you know they they um, may have some thoughts and think, "Wow, that's crazy! I shouldn't be thinking something like that." Uh, people don't think that way uh, because uh, you know people are programmed to be sheep. So you know many people that think like I do, they think they should uh, you know keep their mouth shut. Uh, because uh, we are told that this is wrong, we are uh, that this is wrong to have your own opinion. Uh, this is wrong not to go uh, along with uh, 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 the government's agenda, uh, the queer agenda, uh, uh, the critical race theory agenda, the lies that we are told on a daily basis. Uh, we are to go along with that. Many many people are afraid to voice their opinion, but I'm telling you, don't be. Uh, because this is how we will make change, by our voice. Well, my white brothers and sisters, until uh, Tuesday, July 5th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, stay safe, take care of each other, and stand shoulder to shoulder. And whatever you do, use that voice to make change. Uh, uh, we can do this. I just like the retarded slogan for uh, covid uh, we can do this. Uh, we Listen, we can change America. We can uh, make the changes. We can get the changes done that needed done in America using our voice and our intelligence. Uh, ignorance will get us nowhere. Uh, we will be laughed at. We will be ignored. Uh, we will look like ignoramuses. You know, uh, nobody cares what an ignoramus says. But when, uh, you know, a group of intelligent white people start voicing their opinions, we can change, can do this. Uh, so don't be afraid to use your voice. As always, from the Rust Belt Klansman Show, myself, the Invisible Knight, white power!